What's my doing time with Joe? I'm your host, Joe Baker, back again with another episode, y'all. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about this guy that had his uh, lips and his buttocks super glued together by uh, a gang in retaliation for uh, having sex with some of the members of that organization. And uh, this is going to be one of those stories that uh, makes you say, wow, you know what I mean? about the behavior in here, but it's true, and I hope that you uh, learn something from it and walk away from this uh, understanding that, again, another example of how ruthless this lifestyle can be, but uh, again, I, I always want to share true stories so that you can understand the real about this place and everything that goes on in it. I don't believe that you can really understand it if you don't get the truth. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Check this out, y'all. This is something that happened, man, many, 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 many years ago. I don't even think something like this would even be possible today. Um, but this happened, man. It was this guy. He was gay. And everybody knew that he was gay. But he liked white boys. He didn't want to be with anybody that was black. This is a black dude. This is a black dude, right? But he liked white boys. And he liked rough, rugged gang member white boys. He mainly messed with, and check this out, y'all. He mainly messed with people that were uh, Aryan Nation. Uh, some part of a white supremacist organization. That's who he mainly messed with. Now, this went on for years. This guy would sneak around and be in relationships with all kinds of guys. And it was like people would know it but didn't know it and or didn't say anything about it because so many of them were doing it. And he would be able to get them to do things for him that they would not do for anybody else that was black. Uh, they would pay debts for him. Uh, they would uh, beat people up for him. I'm talking about other white people. You know what I'm saying? And people would like, what, wait a minute, what, what is he doing that they would even go that far with him? Because a lot of the stuff... Again, it was like a secret, but it wasn't a secret. It was assumed by everybody that he was uh, having sex with different guys that were part of that, uh, that makeup, but nobody knew it for sure. Nobody saw uh, any of it, you know what I mean? But you could tell he didn't mess with anybody else on the compound but them. And... Everybody knew what was going on, but nobody actually saw it. So one day, it came out what was really going on. One of the guys that uh, was in the leadership of one of these white supremacist organizations, uh, he was not only uh, the giver in the exchange of sex, 
he was taking it too. And he was taking it in every way you could get it. Every way you can get it. Every way you can get it. Do I have to tell y'all? Do you want me to tell you how he was getting it? Or do you want to use your imagination? Well, hold up. Wait a minute. This is not for kids. So I'm going to tell you how he was getting it. He was getting it anally. And he was sucking him off. Him and the boy is sucking and fucking each other. And guess what? They got caught. They got caught by some other brothers that were in the Aryan Nation organization, the white supremacist organization, that were not with that and had been trying to catch them for a long time. This particular day, and this is a common story throughout the prison system. Well, it's commonly known. This story here, people that have been locked up as long as I have, we all know this story. So if some of y'all listening to this story, y'all know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Some of y'all that's out, hit me up in the comment section. You know who it is. I ain't going to call the person's name, but they know. So when they caught them in a 69, y'all, so come on now, you know what's it. They catch him in the 69. They slurping like they down at the, at the, at the uh, what's, that, what's that store you used to go to to get the slurpers? The 7-Eleven. They slurping on each other like they at the 7-Eleven. You know what I'm saying? But they catch him. And all hell breaks loose. All hell breaks loose. So they beat the brother. They beat him. Made him check in. Beat him, made him check in. But that boy that happens to be black that was fucking one of their brothers and sucking off on one of their brothers, guess what they did to him? They took some crazy glue, taped his lips together. His lips, I mean, they made him, they put it on his lips like lip gloss and made him put his lips together like that. And then they took the crazy glue and put it in the crack of his butt and held his cheeks together. And now his butt is locked up and his mouth is locked up. They take him to the hospital. I'm talking the police. They find out what's going on, right? They take him to the hospital. Now this crazy glue, y'all. This crazy glue. When he comes back from the hospital... His lips on his face are white. The skin on his lips, that color, is gone. It's gone. It's like he has that disease, not to be disrespectful, that disease where people's skin changes white. You know, the pigmentation in the skin is something wrong with the pigmentation. That's what his lips look like. That's what his lips look like. So if his lips look like that on his mouth, we can imagine, or do I don't even know if we want to imagine what his buttocks look like and his and his and his anus. I don't even know if we want to imagine that. But 
They put him back on the compound after about six months or so. And he's walking around. Everybody knows what done happened. He's walking around. And guess what he's doing? Still looking for them white boys. Trying to get them. Gonna get them. Did get them. Plenty of them. Plenty of them. But that, again, is another example of how treacherous it'll get in here. See, when I had an opportunity to talk to him, and I asked him about it. This was way before I had a podcast or anything like that. But when I ran into him, you know what I'm saying, at another institution, I just couldn't help but ask him. I'm like, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? And then he told me his backstory. And it started to make sense to me. He had grew up in Mississippi back in the day when it was rough, rugged, and raw for black people in a way that uh, was brutal. And he told me that he had been sexually abused by a white man that used to work uh, around the neighborhood that he was in, that he grew up in. Not just him, other black kids in that neighborhood. He had been sexually abused by them. And when he came to prison in Tennessee, because they ended up moving to Tennessee, and he got in trouble and got locked up in Tennessee's system, uh, he said he had, before he got locked up, he had come out to his family uh, that he was gay. But when he got locked up, uh, and he was locked up for killing his lover, which turned out to be uh, the, in my opinion anyway, the crux of everything that he was doing, uh, you know, in connection to, you know, when he was being abused. He came to prison and he had decided that he was going to uh, have sex with as many white people that he could, white men that he could. And I'm like, okay, but what is the point? What were you trying to do? Embarrass him? This is he's like, nah. He said, I wasn't trying to embarrass him. He said, I was trying to kill him. Because it turns out that he had AIDS. And they didn't know it. They did not know it. So he would get involved in these relationships with them. And he said that was the way he was going to get his lick back. He was going to infect as many people in that white supremacy that he could. And I'm like, God, the mighty no. I said, that ain't right. That ain't straight. And I'm not even going to sit here and tell you that I understand it. But when I looked at him, I saw him different. I saw him different. So he didn't care that they taped, I mean, uh, uh, super glued his lips together or super glued his buttocks together. He didn't care. He was on a mission. He was on a mission to infect as many people 
that he could, in many, as many white people, white supremacist people as he could. And he used sex to do it. The, 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 in here, like I said in another episode when I was talking about I caught the opposition kissing a boy, in here, uh, homosexuals use sex as a weapon to control you, to manipulate you. Because even though it's looked upon in here as something that happens, it's also looked upon in a, in a way that you shouldn't be doing that. But they do it. They do it. And they want to keep it secret when they do it. And that is how they are able to use that as a weapon against a lot of these guys. So when he was able to infiltrate, so to speak, the Aryan nations and white, other white supremacy groups, he did that because they didn't want, he was able to do that because they didn't want anybody to know that they were messing with a boy. <laughs> and on top of that, he's black. He's black. And he told me, he said, sometime when they would be fucking him, he, they, they would call him nigger. And then they'd come over his face, come all over his back, kick him in his ass when they would be finished with it. Just brutalize him. But he didn't, he, he said he took all that because they didn't know what he was up to. He was on a mission to kill, y'all. He was on a mission to kill. And it's a whole lot of them now. And the hospitals have gotten out, fall over, they done fell over and died, got out, infected their loved ones, all of that. All of that. Because they didn't know this boy was on a mission. He wanted his lick back. And he got it. He got it in a way that I, I look here. When I sat down and talked to him, I wasn't expecting to hear that, y'all. But that's what he was on. He was on a mission to get his lick back. Now, I don't know if he was infected with the HIV virus, uh, went by the white man in the neighborhood that he was in in Mississippi, or later in his life. But the, the triggering event that made him hate white people was the, the abuse that he suffered in Mississippi. And from that point on, like he said, he, he, was, he, was, he was driven to get his lick back. And he did. And he did. And when you sit down and talk to him, he's not a bad dude. He's not a bad dude. He's not slow at all by any means. He just he's he's distorted and he's corrupted, but he he thinks that he uh, is right, and that's how abuse will do you. When you get abused in any way, and you don't get help for it, uh, it will distort the way you see the world. It would distort how you interact in relationships and friendships. It would distort the lens that you see everything through. 
And if the lens is distorted that you see through, then the things that you get involved in will be corrupted from the very beginning. It's almost like a virus that uh, is in, that's embedded in a computer code. It may do some good things, but that virus is going to turn all of those good things into bad when it shuts your computer down or when it infects your other devices. You know? And that is... Um, and that is why we should all seek help. I understand that brother's hurt and pain. And I am no fan of white supremacy. No way, no how. But I have to say that he was wrong in what he did, infecting them, not telling them that he was infected, but they, uh, they brutalized him without knowing. I don't think they would have touched him if they knew that he was infected with AIDS. Well, maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't, because you got some people in here that don't care. But what he went through, uh, even though it's brutal and wrong, what happened to him, it didn't justify in my opinion, him doing that to them. Even though I, I can't stand white supremacy. I don't, no love for him at all. No love for him at all. But if we're hurting, if you get hurt out there in any way, shape, or form, I'm saying to you, man, seek some help. I'm a big fan of therapy. And I think that it's something that could benefit you. And you should seek it out. But this situation here, where this guy had his lips glued together and his buttocks glued together because he was caught having sex with a white supremacist, in my opinion, it shows the brutality that we are willing to inflict upon each other all in the name of what we believe and when it comes to that brother that believed that he was justified infecting by he was justified by infecting others with HIV because he had been brutalized by white men when he was younger and infected with the disease both of them all of them their worldview has been so distorted that all they can produce is hate. And if we don't find a way to break that, all we're going to continue to do is be like that virus that's infected, that's embedded in that computer code. We'll go along, go along, go along, doing this, doing that, doing that, and then that virus will boom, infect the software, meaning the people that we associate with. It will infect the relationship that we're in and it'll cause it to go haywire and shut down and we suffer for it. Just wanted to share that story with you. I hope that you get what it is that I'm trying to give you out of that story. 
because it's an ugly one. But it's one worth telling. This has been another episode of Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, and I say peace, y'all.